Hi, this is Sean Hessinger and you're watching Small Biz in 15, the show where we bring you small business success in 15 minutes or less. Be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube if you enjoy the show. Well, Americans are being told to get back to the office after almost two years of working from home thanks to COVID-19. But some professionals have grown accustomed to working remotely. Up next, Pamela Wilson of PamelaWilson.com talks about how some of those professionals may be able to use their expertise to develop an online business as an alternative to returning to the cubicle. So Pamela, just to get started, if, if people are thinking about maybe they have an expertise, but maybe they've never uh, operated a business before and they're thinking maybe uh, maybe this is the time to, to start a business and maybe online is the place to do it, to share with as many people you know, their service or their, or their product as they can. How do they get started figuring out how to translate what they know into a product or service that they can actually sell online? Yeah, and I love this because online is such a great place to be because you can find customers outside of your geography. You can find them wherever they are. So, you know, serving people on the other side of the world is not unknown when you have an online business. And it's a great way to just connect your expertise with people who actually need it. So very smart if you're thinking about that, it's got a lot of advantages. The best way to start really is to start thinking about what you could do for other people that would help them. Um, and, and honestly, there's a little bit of a mindset thing that I think should happen as well, which is to think about whatever you do online as iterative. And that is one of the beautiful things about the online space that you can iterate. You can iterate your, your business, your ideas, who you serve, all of that. I come from the print world, from print design and print marketing. Uh, you're nodding like you know a little bit about this. So uh, 11 years in newspapers. So yeah. There you go. So you know that once something is in print, it's very permanent. But the online space is very different. It's, it's really, it's in pixels. And if you don't like it and you want to change it or you make a small mistake, you can just go in and, and change it, right? So there's a little bit of just kind of wrapping your brain around this idea that, you know, um, this is a space where I iterate. So I don't have to have a fully formed idea before I go online. I just have to sort of have a direction that I'm going to go. And then I will build around that direction. Let's say that you have multiple experiences. Um, I remember watching a, a, a video that you had, and you were talking about how, you know, you, you maybe if you're in midlife, you've developed uh, in, in midlife in particular, or you've worked for any length of time in the professional world. You might have developed quite a few talents, and they might not be related. So you might know, say, a lot about accounting or a lot about public speaking or a lot about photography, you know, just disparate things that don't necessarily fit together. How do you decide, well, which expertise, and let's assume that you do all of them fairly well, what, what expertise should I, should I start working on? What, 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 what ability or what professional uh, expertise should I should I start my business around? Yeah. How do you make a decision like that? Yeah, it is. And that is super common when you're in mid-life, mid mid-career, 
you have developed all this expertise and, and it is, it's almost like an embarrassment of riches, right? People in our age group have to make that decision early on and it can feel kind of painful. Like, you know, you're letting go of something because you're going to focus on this other thing, but you do kind of need to focus. Now, there are always ways that you can take your area of expertise and make it really unique to you maybe by combining your, your two areas of expertise in a way that's different. So there are some creative things that you can do. But the first thing that I recommend is something that sounds really dry and boring, but doesn't have to be, which is market research. Um, I actually call it market exploration because I think online, especially, it's so much easier to figure out what people are looking for where they're hiding online, how you can reach them and all of that. And it can actually be kind of a fun process. You can spend some time kind of mining the online information to see what people are looking for, what they're saying about it, what they like and dislike. It can literally, Sean, be as easy as going to Amazon and looking for your topic as a book topic. And then finding books and reading the book reviews and seeing what people enjoyed about the book, how it was structured or what they learned and maybe what they didn't like, right? And that can give you ideas like, oh, okay, so people who wanna learn this topic don't like this, but they do like this and I could, I could do something with that information. So it's, it can actually be kind of fun if you approach it as something that will help you to come up with an idea to pursue. Another thing that you hear a lot when people talk about, uh, you know, when you ask people, particularly people that you knew in another life or another career, well, why don't you, why, why don't you do something online? Why don't you take that expertise? Why don't you, you know, things are changing, the industry is changing. Why don't you go online? Is, you know, I'm not a techpreneur. I don't know anything about that. I, I, I don't know anything about. I, I don't even know how I would set up a website. I'm not a web designer. I'm not a whatever. What do you what do you say to that? I think there's a lot of intimidation uh, for people who have expertise in other things, but not necessarily the online sphere. And it seems when you look at the the you know the tech moguls and things like that, like it's so intimidating. It is so intimidating, and it, you know I think part of what makes it hard is that it is so easy to see what's available online. It's easy to see who your competitors are. And when you go to their websites, you're seeing these sites that may have been around for 10 years and they're, they are on the 100th iteration in your topic area where you're just starting out. So there's a little bit of like comparisonitis where you can feel like you can never measure up because these people have run the race for years more than you have, right? And you can see it, you can compare. But again, going back to this idea of online business being iterative, what I really wanna encourage people to think about is you do not have to have a super complex website in order to start having a presence online, I actually recommend that you start with a single page, just a page that shows who you serve and how you serve them. And, you know, a little bit about who you are, basically a homepage, and that's it. You don't have to have anything else. Now, that can feel like a big tech hurdle to get over because there are things involved. You have to figure out what is your domain name going to be, which is a you know, that's a big decision, right? But you have to secure a domain name. 
And then you have to get some software installed so that you can put up that single page, right? So a basic WordPress installation, for example. But it doesn't have to be that hard. I mean, we're here on YouTube. You can look on YouTube and find a video that will show you how to do this in 10 minutes. So it doesn't have to be super confusing. And it's worth it to go to the effort to get your site live because the sooner you get something live online, the sooner the search engines start to associate your domain name with this topic expertise. So you mentioned something about accounting. So you have expertise in accounting and you decide to put together a coaching program for new accountants. You want to create that domain name and that one page website as soon as possible because eventually the search engines will start to associate your domain name with a place that new accountants can learn how to move forward in their careers. And you want to make that happen as soon as possible. So Pamela, I've decided I want to start a business online. What's the process? What, what steps do I go through to get started? Congratulations, Sean. Great decision. So um, there are stages. There are stages to building an online business. And I think it's really important to familiarize yourself with these stages because then you can get your head out of that comparison space where you're seeing people's ultimate iterations and you can just kind of focus on the stage you're in right now. And it's so much easier if you do that because you'll get more done and you can move through the process in a way that makes a lot more sense. So I actually divided into four stages, plan, build, implement, and grow. And in the plan stage, you're doing what we've talked about. You're getting a domain name, you're setting up your maybe one page website, you're figuring out what to call your business, who you wanna serve. So that market exploration that we talked about, figuring out who can be helped by your area of expertise, making that hard decision potentially of choosing the area of expertise you wanna, you wanna focus on. It's, it's all planning though. You're not really doing a lot of actual building of things and that happens in the next stage. So in the build stage, you're probably building out that website. You might be adding a, an about page or a contact me page. Um, you might start thinking about what, what could I offer down the line? What could I create to sell to people? and you're building an email list, so you're, you're actually constructing digital things, right? Tangible digital things, uh, which I don't know if that's actually a thing, but you know what I mean, tangible digital things, places online that you can visit. And then in the implement stage, then you are creating your offer. So you are creating that coaching offer or you're putting together a basic course or doing some consulting or offering your services online coaching those beginning accountants, whatever it ends up being, that's what's happening in the implement stage. You're actually putting offers out there and you are collecting revenue, collecting income for those um, offers that you make. And you're getting feedback on what people think about them, if they're working for them, if they need something different. And you're really kind of throwing yourself into that iteration process so that you can build something that people really respond to and that they're very much helped by. And then in the grow stage, you have figured out what people need and you're working on scaling it. So you might be doing things like starting to run ads or building affiliate relationships where you pay affiliates for a fraction of the sales that they help you make, things like that. It's kind of like in the grow stage, 
you've built the car and now you're stepping on the gas. And now it's time for our small biz tip in 15 seconds or less. Remember that an online business is a business all the same. There is no magic to the internet. It's a question of finding a product or service your customers need at a price they can afford. Thanks again to Pamela Wilson of PamelaWilson.com. And please remember to like us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube if you enjoyed the show. And for more small business news and tips, join us at smallbiztrends.com.